It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Right, I said that Brad Lewis was was with us. Uh, actually, Brad's been called away because he's got to do an interview with uh, Joseph Parker, and that right, I mean that just sums up where they think I'm at, don't they? Really? I mean, Joseph Parker, he'd rather spend time with Joseph Parker than me. For God's sake, what's going on with the world? But anyway, I'm very pleased to say, very pleased to say that Ross Carl has come off the bench, uh, and we've got a Sky Double Act really because Jim Kays is uh, with us as, as well this morning. And we shall start with the rugby gentleman, uh, Jim Kays. What have you made of uh, the latest offering in terms of a, a uh, 23 from uh, Ian Foster? Yeah, g'day guys. Oh, look, it's a bit of a shuffling of the, the chairs, isn't it, really? Is this the last throw of the dice for Ian Foster? Um, I still, I'm still a little bit baffled that we don't have um, Will Jordan getting a crack at fullback. Um, I still think that Rico Ioane's a better wing than he is a centre. Um, pretty pleased to see Richie Moanga get a, a go at, at uh, first five, but yeah, it's up front, isn't it? And um, it's a really intriguing uh, front row that they've picked, but, you know, with Tyrell Lomax in there. Um, Ethan DeGroote and, and Newell on the bench, so let's see how, how they go. Uh, they had to make a change at six because I thought Akira Ioane was disappointing. He's just so inconsistent as a, as a blindside flanker. Um, yeah, look, they're up against it. I don't think it's really just the players. I think it's the whole setup, Smithy, the disconnect between coaches and players, uh, the lack of confidence, the whole heap of things like that. So, yeah, huge. If they were to win in Alice Park, that would be one of the most remarkable performances by the All Blacks for decades. I agree. I totally agree. Uh, when you think of uh, what's been going on and what they're up against in normal circumstances, uh, you know, if you had a side firing uh, on all cylinders to go to uh, Alice Park and Johannesburg and come away with a win, has been almost nigh impossible over the years. Uh, Ross, uh, thanks for joining us this morning. Um, and uh, what do you, you make of all this? I mean, uh, are, are we really just hoping at some point that something snaps at the end of all this and this is the end of this ugly saga? Because it has been an ugly saga around the All Blacks. Oh, yeah, it just needs to stop now. Um, uh, it's time for us to move on to a, a new setup in a new way. The, the, the more I watch and the more I listen, the more I just think it doesn't matter what happens this weekend. What New Zealand rugby needs is a person who will inspire and lead this team and lead the fans and lead casual fans back to rugby, they need someone in charge of this team that will relate. Someone that people are inspired by and are excited by. And, you know, whether that is Scott Robertson now or Scott Robertson later, rugby needs a shot in the arm, needs a shot of positivity. 
It needs to remove the old All Blacks way of having a grizzly kind of um, downbeat coach um, and get someone who can really spark something and really get it going. Um, and so for me, the writing is on the wall. It's so much bigger than just the leader of this team. It's a person to lead this game back to where it needs to be. And for me, that's Scott Robertson. And I look at this game this weekend. This is a red herring, this team naming. You know, Richie Wong at 10. Well, if your forwards aren't winning it, what does it matter? Um, maybe he plays slightly better from deeper. Um, which might help against the rush D, but then again, he generally does that with a forward pack that's going forward at the Crusaders. So, you know, is it going to help him anyway? Um, yeah, I, I, I would say that my mood is described as downcast, Smitty. Yeah, I can sense it actually, uh, Ross, and, and both of you guys are, uh, of course, in the business of uh, programming, making programs for television, and when it comes to rugby, um, you need a- access or uh, information out of the All Black camp as, as such, uh, and Jim, you put together the breakdown, of course. Uh, I spoke to Mark Hinton this morning, he's Johnny on the spot over there with uh, two or three other scribes, um, it's an industry you know very well as well, Jim. Uh, and he said it's uh, the worst it's ever been. The worst it's ever been trying to uh, deal from a media perspective with the All Blacks. Yeah, that's disappointing, isn't it? Uh, I think from a Sky perspective, it's been quite quite good in, in, in the, the sort of 10 days that they've been over in South Africa. But I, I do understand where Mark's coming from. Uh, I do think that's unfortunate um, and probably not surprising because, you know, to, to coin the phrase, they'll be circling the wagons, won't they? Uh, they'll be looking inside and trying to defend themselves from, from any criticism from outside. Um, but, you know, to, to Ross's point, I, I totally agree, but they needed to make that change after the last World Cup. You know, I've said it so many times, New Zealand rugby's missed two tricks, really, or three, actually. Um, they, they, they've gone for sort of safe hands, conservative appointments with the CEO, with the chairman and with the coach. And, you know, that was at a time when they really needed to um, have a huge refresh. You know, New Zealand rugby and the All Blacks needed a refresh. And Mark uh, Scott Robertson would have provided that. It seems baffling to me, Smithy and, and Ross, that New Zealand rugby seem to be the only people who don't understand that Scott Robertson should be the All Blacks coach. I, I don't think I've ever covered, reported on a, a, a more unpopular coach than, than Ian Foster. Now, I'm not saying he's a bad person, Julian Savia. I'm not saying that he's got character flaws or anything like that. I'm just saying he's not a very popular coach. I think he's less popular than John Mitchell was, and, and that's saying something. It is saying something. Uh, um, and, you know, when you look at um, the group there, you, I include uh, Mark Robinson in here. Nice guy. Ian Foster. Nice guy. Sam Kane. Nice guy. We need a bad guy in there somewhere, Ross, by the sound of it. Uh, when I say bad, we need someone that's going to, um, I won't say rock the boat, but someone that's going to ask uh, questions of uh, the whole deal. Yeah, someone with a bit of edge. Someone with a change. Someone who hasn't necessarily been brought through this particular system that goes all the way back to post John Mitchell, you know, and I, I think just to Jim's point, you know, the reason why Ian Foster is less popular than John Mitchell um, is because John Mitchell won a whole bunch of rugby games, you know, he lost the World Cup but he won a bunch of rugby games, won back the Bledisloe Cup and um, beat South Africa and Australia by 50 points overseas um, you know, and, and so that spared him a little bit of the hate um, but I also agree with Jim 
there's a big difference between having a decent conversation about whether or not someone should be in the job and it being a personal attack. Look, I understand that there are some people out there who make personal attacks, and I'm sure that Julian's received a few nasty messages in his direct messages on Instagram, things from fans who take it too far. But in the most part, this is a healthy conversation because this game needs a shot in the arm. Right, okay, we're going to take a short break. Haven't finished with rugby yet, fellas, um, and the protocols around how they might go about this um, New Zealand rugby. Uh, so stay with us if you please can. Uh, Jim Kays and Ross Carl with us this morning. We'll take a short break uh, with uh, Alaha and a news update. We'll be back very soon. The panel. It is 10.32. Uh, we are with Ross Carl and Jim Case uh, this morning. Both of them do exemplary work for uh, Sky Sport. Uh, Jim Case, uh, you've got men on the ground over there, one, two, three, four of them, I think, at least. Uh, what are you planning? Should we lose? Should uh, New Zealand rugby perhaps have an announcement? Uh, have you got contingencies for that, or do you think uh, if there is any anything bloodletting uh, to continue, it'll be done at home? I think it'll be done at home. It's really intriguing what they do there, though, Smithy, because, you know, as you well know, they play Argentina on the 27th of August in Christchurch, which is where Scott Robinson lives. Um, is that enough time to, to, to make a change? I mean, look, it is, but my understanding is that Scott would come in with a completely new team, not just of um, coaches and management and that sort of stuff, but also I think he'd make changes to the team. To the, to the players. So that's a very quick turnaround if that is to happen. If they don't do it, then do they limp through to the end of the Rugby Championship and you know potentially see the Bredesoe Cup return to Australia and then make a change uh, for the end of the year tour, which you know, gives them about oh, a month or so to, to do that. I, I think if they lose this test match in, in Alice Park, they need to stop the rot. They need to step in and say to Foster, either you resign or we're going to sack you. Uh, and and bring in um, Scott Robertson. I mean, he's already got you know Jason Ryan in there. Uh, Leo McDonald would probably come in, and a few others like that, and then and then maybe some changes to the management side of things uh, because that 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 needs a bit of a shake up as well. So, yeah, they're going to have to move quickly. And Mark Robinson has not been renowned for moving quickly. He has not. Um, and uh, Jeff the Ref just sent in a text, and coincidentally, uh, it was the same question uh, I was going to ask you of you, Ross Carl. Just say, just say, Scott Robertson doesn't want the job at the moment. What then? Then I suppose you've got a couple of other guys. Uh, Joe Schmidt obviously is right there as a possible caretaker. Other international experience. Uh, I know Warren Gatlin didn't do amazingly well when he got to the Chiefs um, that first season, but if you want a guy with a safe pair of hands, which they seem to enjoy, um, then you know there's another guy. You've got two tried and tested um, international coaches on New Zealand rugby's books. So it's not like they're going to be going for a person who isn't world-class, who isn't a, a proven operator as a coach at test level if they don't get Scott Robertson. So in the short term, it's not the end of the world. It's just not as inspirational, is it? It's not that same refresh. Um, I, I think probably Joe Schmidt seems like the most likely candidate. But, yeah, it's I, I'm with Jim. It just has to happen. There's really only one option. Joe Schmidt's got um, family issues that means that he doesn't really want to travel. So I don't think he's he's even an option for them. Warren Gatlin, I think, would be a backward step. They just have to move forward. They have to appoint the guy who's younger, more innovative, more in touch with the players, 
uh, and and get this breath of fresh air through this through this outfit. There's time. Rasi Erasmus took over in 2018 as Springbok coach and they won the World Cup the next year. There is time. But they can't dilly-dally around. They've got to get in there and make a change. Uh, and, and I think the only change that they can make is Scott Robertson and they just have to convince him to do the job. And the way you do that, Smithy, is by saying, look, you're not going to be judged purely on next year's World Cup. We know that you're up against it there. We'll give you a much longer-term contract, perhaps even through to the, to the World Cup after that. And, and let's get the ship turned around. Mm. Okay, uh, that's assuming we've got the the player depth and the uh, player power and the the right kind of body shapes to to move the big boys around. Because in the last two series, we certainly uh, appear not to have had that. Anyway, uh, can we just uh, change uh, tack? Uh, Ross Carl yesterday, uh, Laura McGoldrick uh, live on Sky put together a, a wonderful. Um, hour-long interview with Ross Taylor with some interesting revelations coming out of it. We knew about the captaincy, the the fact that uh, there was issues around that, but uh, didn't know anything about casual racism, or racism, I should say, in the, the Black Caps dressing room. Yeah, that was quite a revelation, wasn't it? And Ross was relatively understated in the way he put it over, but obviously it's had an effect on him along the way. Um, yeah, disturbing to hear. Um, it was good to see New Zealand cricket coming out with a statement yesterday saying that they bore racism, but, um, you know, on a day-by-day basis, I think they're going to have to pull this team in now because there's going to be a lot of questions. There's going to be people asking who and why. And people are going to be asked about that. So this team's going to have to get together and have a good discussion, um, come up with a set of ethics and values, make that set of ethics and values public so people can see what they're about and what they're trying to achieve and then deliver on that to make sure that other players coming in like Ross uh, don't have to experience the same thing. Yeah, I know the guy. I know him very well. Never, ever in the 15 years or so that he's been around uh, top-level cricket and I've known him, has he ever said anything to me about that, uh, Jim Kay? So holding back on it, um, and not an easy thing to do, I, I would guess. Uh, he's, he's termed it like casual racism, but is, I mean, racism's racism, I, I would imagine. Yeah, totally. Um, totally it is. And, and, you know, it's not surprising in, in some ways that that's what he's experienced, because I think there's an undercurrent of that within New Zealand society, and sport just reflects New Zealand society. So, um, so that that's not surprising. But what what's unedifying out of the whole thing, and you've sort of been tied up in this a little bit, Smithy, in the tangential way, is the untidy and sort of petty nature of the relationship between Ross Taylor, Mike Hesson, David White, uh, Brendan McCullum, all of that sort of stuff. And am I right that there's a bit in the book about? You guys wanted to make him, you being on the judging panel, the, the player of the year, and David White stepped in and vetoed it. I mean, if that's correct, that's petty and pathetic at its worst, sort of, at, 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 its, at its most pathetic, really. I mean, is, is that is that accurate? Is that what happened? I'll tell you, I can tell you what happened. We were asked to review uh, the decision. Um, it was not David White who, who came to us personally. Um, uh, I've got a feeling back there... Uh, and I don't want to name a name because I'm not sure because it was a crossover period in between two administrators. So and I don't want to get the right one, but it was back a bit. Um, and uh, they simply came to us and said, look, uh, are you sure about this? Do you want to review the decision? You want to go back over your numbers and, and uh, you know, mix them up again uh, because we believe it should be someone else. And uh, Don Neely basically uh, on a quick call from us said, look, 
no, this is uh, you've asked us to make a call. You've you've put faith in us as judges, um, and this is our call. And uh, we believe that uh, Ross Taylor should be the winner. Um, and and uh, in the end, uh, that was that. So. Uh, yeah, it, it happened. It, ha- it happened, Jim. But um, I, 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 I would not say that David White was uh, involved with it as such. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, but it did happen. Yeah, it's it's a book that, in parts, reflects on what was a pretty sloppy, shabby. I don't know what the right word is, but an unfortunate part of New Zealand cricket's history, isn't it? Mm, it is, it is, and um, it's pretty good, you know, I'm, I'm not a big reader of books, but I read a hell of a chunk of it yesterday, because I just couldn't put it down, you know, <laughs> and a lot of people say that, but that's a fact. Um, yeah. Okay, let's, um, you know, the, I, I always heard uh, when I was uh, within the four walls of Sky, Ross Carl, that it's always a good weekend at Sky when the All Blacks or the Blues win, and the Warriors win as well. Can we, be, can we, can we dare to dream this weekend, Ross? <laughs> <laughs> oh, on a four-match losing streak, um, it, it, dreaming is definitely what you'll be doing. Um, but looking at the doggies and how they performed last week against the Cowboys right at the top of the table, um, they've certainly got better form at home. This Warriors side simply needs to save some face, doesn't it? Um, but they've lost another player this week, Katoa. You know, he's a really good young player um, to go to. And no one, the Storms picked him up, so you know he's good. Um, you know, it's 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 just another kind of slow end to this season. And I was trying to look at the stats, Smithy, before I came on air, because I was thinking, is this part of the course, what's happening with the Warriors right now? And they've won 25% of their games. Over history, they've won 43. So this is actually a worse season than they normally have. They need to pick it up over the next few weeks. They certainly do. Uh, OK, fellas, um, I'll give you an opportunity to give us a scoreline, a, a, a scoreline that you believe will happen, not what you will hope will happen at uh, Alice Park. Start OK. Um, so the Springboks don't seem to give the All Blacks a, a hiding, not in the way that the All Blacks give the Springboks a hiding. Because if you look at last week's movie, that was a comprehensive win by South Africa, but actually the scoreboard didn't reflect that. So I'm going to go something like... Oh, I hope I'm wrong. 18-14 to the box. I, I hate picking a, another team to beat the All Blacks, but I think it'll be something like 18-14. OK, 18-14, says Jim Cage. And Jim Cage, before we let you go, break down this week, uh, what are you lining up? Uh, are you flexible in terms of the result, etc.? Uh, what, have, what have you got yeah, we are but, for us? Yeah, we are but flexible. We, we've got a really nice chat. Jeff Wilson sat down with Jason Ryan, uh, and so we, we've got that. Uh, we've also got Brian Habana and Ma Nonu will join uh, Goldie after the game uh, for a bit of a chat about the test match. Um, and then if they do lose and if we do think that there's going to be a coaching change, well, look out. We'll find something else to pop in there as well. OK, Ross, um, for you, the scoreline? I think Jim's, Jim's about right. I can imagine it being, you know, 20 to 15 to the spring box or something along those lines. They'll accumulate some points. The All Blacks might score a couple of tries, but that'll that'll be about it. But probably just as importantly, um, Smitty, uh, 25-20 to Counties Monaco over Hawke's Bay in the Ramsey Shield Challenge tonight. Yeah, good on you. Okay, um, right, you're on. You're on, Ross Carl. You are on. <laughs> and, uh, gee, you watch tonight, and just in case, just in case you get up, if they get up, I'll give you a, a, an individual mention. And we're not supposed to do that on Sky, but I'll be so pissed off I just will. Okay? So there you go. Uh, <laughs> if they don't, if they don't and Hawks Bay hold on to it, I, I, I won't even recognise you. There you go. How's that? <laughs> I just see 2013 happening all over again, Smitty. I've just got it in my mind. <laughs> 
2013. $5.75 at the TAB versus a dollar ten for the magpie. So uh, yeah, put your money in, put your money where your mouth is, Roscoe. <laughs> he won't be. Don't you worry, Jim. He won't be. Hey, thanks, fellas. Have a great weekend. Enjoyed the chat. Uh, we'll have another panel uh, around the same time on Monday morning, and it'll be about rugby. I can promise you that. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.